0: The Out of Time Podcast is brought to you by brothers whose relationship was forged together by watches.
1: Each episode will be a conversation with people we find fascinating from all walks of life. Welcome to the episode.
2: Uh, Whether that's whiskey, like I I really truly feel like a vintage Rolex to me is more akin to an aged whiskey than it is a modern Rolex. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way I I, I break it down because there is a history, there's a story, there's something that cannot be freshly manufactured and then just come out on the, the 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 retail floor right there's a process and that story is kind of like what
0: makes it very interesting for me to be getting into vintage watches so brother josh uh, doing another episode of uh out of time yeah
1: it's it's about time we've uh had a little layoff i mean covid struck and so episodes are really sparse and sporadic when we kind of fit things in um and then it's been a couple months and um that's one of the things about the podcast is this is something that we're passionate about because we think that it brings value to the community it brings value to the individual because um like you said there's certain characteristics that are developed over time and and you might miss so this is like a time capsule of that individual in, in that time and People can look back and reflect. Um and so we we think it's important. Um and yeah, this is this is good to f- be back at it.
0: I know. The last guy was M. Heyman and he was obviously talking about Gray and Petina. Oh that guy. Welcome to our show. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: it was a perfect segue. So it,
0: yeah, it is a natural progression. Uh, exactly. So tell us about your shop. We're in here right now in uh O C. OC, okay. uh, Costa
2: Mesa, right down the street from uh, South Coast Plaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hesitant to give an exact no, address. That's yeah, compl- fine, yeah, unnecessary. But I please. feel like the best places or the best retail experiences I've, I've found were in back alleys of um, places in Tokyo, places in Kyoto, and it's the kind of the wonder, like, oh, there's a shop here. Oh wait, someone like fixes old JBLs here like let me let me go take a look so the curiosity to me is part of the wonder of retail experiences whereas I feel like retail experiences now come too easy because the priority is not so much that wonder it's more about let me get as much curb appeal as possible so that I can get as many people through the door and so the way we thought about if we had a shop, if we had a studio where, where we did our business and, and potentially customers could come and, and pick up their watches, we wanted a, a place where people looked at it from the outside and, oh, oh that's, that doesn't look like a watch shop. And that's really kind of how we... we it's you know, a fight club. Yeah, it's a fight club. Yeah. And, you know, the first role, fight club... There's no fight club. ...is you buy a lot of watches from yeah. us. <laughs> Bring your bike. There you go.
3: Yeah,
2: so that, that was actually the original concept was... The reason why we, there's so many, um, actually a lot of them have been placed away because yeah. we needed more space, but right. um, we had a bunch of vintage bikes outside. Okay, and, outside
0: the displays?
2: I'm sorry, the, in the window space. In the window space, So okay. when people ask us, like, well, what are you guys, what do you guys do? Like, oh, we just love old bicycles. Right. And, uh, you know, we didn't anticipate that bicycle sales were going to go crazy during the pandemic. Bro. And so people were knocking on our door and saying like, oh, like, I. Are you guys a bike shop? We're like, oh, yes, and no. We're not open yet. Right. Um, but yeah, so the the store is not really a store, but I don't want it to say it's not a store. It's um, it's it's a it's a place for really to. Uh, l- let me take a few steps back. Yeah. Um, How my, far?
3: Uh, <laughs> Twelve years. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, go My, ahead.
2: my background, right, uh, has been in technology. Uh, t- specifically, technology sales. Okay. And uh, I was chartered. I worked for um, a company that you know, services 60 percent of the retail space, Fortune 500 retail space. So right. we worked closely with brands like you know American Apparel, uh, Walmart, mm-hmm. etc., figuring out how we enhance the customer experience. Yes. Right. right, right. So <clears throat> that was my my flag that I carried for you know seven or eight years before I left the corporate world. And Skill sets like that, I feel like, or interests like that don't really ever really leave. Right. And so I've always thought about if I were to pick up something that is significant to me and a significant chunk of change. Buying a watch for for me, I don't imagine being at a mall. <laughs> right. Right. I, I, to me, it doesn't sound sexy. Like it's just like I want to find that watch. I want to. Look and and sometimes even make it harder for myself to find that piece that really truly matters. And I don't I don't mean that to diss any of the the retailers out there that are in the mall or in uh, in that high traffic area. Because I'll take a brand new Daytona. Like, <laughs> I will sell out and yeah, I'll, I'll, right. I, of course I'll, I'll take that. But um, if I were to have kind of my re- ideal retail experience, it would be all about me, right? It should be all about that customer. And I don't want to walk into a store with. Fifty watches, and then look through a glass uh, shelf to to pick the right one. I want to go in there, and that be the only thing I look at.
1: See, that's interesting. Um, from the background that you came from, I mean, you're really looking to target a certain market, and almost sell people stuff that they might necessarily not might not necessarily be looking for sure and then you come to a space like this and it's very nondescript and inviting and and uh kind of teases the curiosity like sure. you said
2: yeah and nothing out out here is for sale right right like we have nothing and none of the, the artwork none of the, the the campy you know pedals and all that stuff none of it's right. oh, for now sale. i'm disappointed anyway <laughs> well i'll put it away it for sale. but i i think there's that i i there are some retailers that do a really good job of that wonder and that um, discovery right, right. and uh, one of the people that we've interviewed was Johan of 316 um, uh, the, the the denim brand uh, 316 yeah, I, that's right not doing the, a good service of it they're not just a denim brand yeah men's clothing brand of course but they cut their teeth on Japanese uh, source right uh, denim uh, their shop in LA I love because it's not like somewhere like on 4th and Spring or anywhere it's really kind of tucked away and hidden. And if you sought it out and you found it, then it was with intention. Right. Or it was with, by complete chance. And that's, that's the type of stuff I love.
1: That actually makes sense, uh, based on
2: how you have things set up here. I, I hope I can just capture a sliver of that. Um, sometimes it, it may seem very... I, I don't know. I, I think I struggle with, are we making our experience too? um hidden but at the same time i think the people that do come in here and they have an idea of like oh i think i want this 90s gmt i'm looking for a 16710 then everything should be about that i don't want to i don't want to show them a vintage speedy i don't want to show them like it should really be about what they want right right so what
1: about these customers who saw the the bikes in, in the storefront and they came in looking for that yeah that they actually turn out being interested in, in other things that you had to
2: offer here. So I think that was the goal, right? I think the goal was to have these different hooks outside right. of watches. Because the guy that's looking at a Colonel Master or is a cyclist and it's like this has been my dream bike. Right. I could see them easily falling in love with a vintage uh, submariner. I think the ethos and that the way that these products are described and used uh, have a lot of similarities. So that was part of the, the idea but you know, quite frankly, because we've been in a pandemic. Right. We've not had a lot of chances to do an open house. We've not had a lot of chances to invite different um, uh, speakers. And that was the other experience part of this, was we wanted to have events here. and we will at some point.
3: A social space, right? Right, a
2: social space, but I don't think I want it to be just about watches. Because I think that's, that's not doing it justice. Correct. I don't think it's if you're limiting the conversation to just watches you're missing a lot of that story you're missing new people that have no idea and that wonder of like approaching watches what that would be so I wanted to have a, a mezcal distiller I wanted to have um, we might know someone perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to have Joe talk about uh, watches and be able to break down the three two one one movement Boom. and post it up on the projector so right. you know throughout that evening right. Joe's Breaking down this movement, but there's this other conversation that's happening, whether it's about Nescal, whether it's about cocktails or coffee or whatever, and have people share their experiences outside of what their mastery is. Right, caring and for your bike. Absolutely. Yeah, that
1: will be cool. A nice multi-dimensional, you know, space for you know, conversations and, and creativity and and um, like
2: push through. And, and, and maybe it's like. Maybe that's overly ambitious. Maybe it just... It would seem like a, a clusterfuck. Right.
0: But... But at um, least that's your vision, right? That's the vision. But when did that hit you? Were you just like sitting somewhere? No. So, I mean, I,
2: I think um, the the profession of a, a watch dealer is yeah. very... A, a, a lonesome journey. Right. Um, you may have peers in the space. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of peers that you can kind of share yeah. these finds. Because like, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll find a watch. And I'm like, oh my God. I got to right. tell you about this. Right. But I can't tell you too much because... I don't want you to know where I found it. Yeah, I don't want exactly. you to like you right. know fish work. It's like yeah. fi- uh, people fishing that holes. fish. Yeah, right. a, yeah, yeah. It's a fishing spot. You take it to your to right, your right, death grave. Right, right. right. So, um, it's a very it's a very introspective journey. Um, but so this is kind of my outlet uh, along with my business partner Maynard and Joe to have a space to host these people, uh, our guests, our clients, and we think there's like minded people like us and. Non like minded people, we want to invite everyone that is that may not share passions sure that we share mm-hmm. so we can learn about it. I can't tell you how many hobbies and disciplines I've gotten to in the past year because of the whole pandemic. Right? I'm a master baker now, <laughs> so I swear. I'm, <laughs> Are you, I'm you not a sourdough starter, yeah. You know, I, I got into plants, I got into uh weird mutated cacti, and um, that's Eric right there. Yeah, well, yeah, that's well, well, jam.
1: we'll have to talk more about that. Uh, absolutely, I, um,
2: and what a slippery slope, right.
1: Yeah, I've picked up several plants and just finding, like, the right plant. You're a and, plant
0: person, too, now.
1: Well, the right lighting, too. Right, right. Um, at my home. We oh, have, at the house, right? Yeah. Outside. Yeah, depending on where we, mushroom, natural, by the way. <laughs> where we get natural light. It's, edible it, it's mushrooms.
2: It's kind of tricky. Yes, edible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, the, the way I looked at it was I, I loved what I did. I love being creative. I love trying to understand and pick apart how do we provide value in this, in this retail environment? Because I'm a shopper, right? Like, yeah. some people are good at saving money. Some people are good at spending money. And I, I love to spend other people's money. Right? Oh, absolutely. Right, right? Yeah. But the, I think what, what stood out for me uh, was that at the end of the day, the currency I wanted to be paid out in was <clears throat> travel, freedom. Okay. And uh, even though the, the job was great and the people I worked with were awesome, um the currency i wanted to be paid on was to be able to pick up and go and there's a romanticism i think when you're hunting for watches right um
0: the traveling is swell though
2: yeah yeah absolutely and and so i spent three four years just hunting for watches in asia primarily in japan um and selling wholesale to a lot of the the other dealers that's where i kind of picked up the trade I uh, owe a lot to uh, my friend Jacek. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that has allowed me, that's given me the, the tool set to.
0: I mean, how do you just pick up from being in the tech industry to like an analog?
2: The the one thing that really resonated with me uh-huh. that I think was a defining moment that I, I said I had to I had to leave. Because I, I was I was fairly young. I was um, an account manager at 20, 23 years old. And one of my mentors one day, she retired. And I asked him, what are you going to do? She's like, I've always wanted to own a boutique. I'm going to go back to Texas and open up uh, a little shop. I'm like, so wh- that, that's it? Like, I, Very simple you know, life, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I've always wanted to do it. I never had a chance to do it. So at that point, I was in my, my seventh year going on my, on my eighth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can continue climbing the ladder. And to some people, it's a, it's a very exciting, uh, exciting job to be in the world of tech. Right. right? Um, but I easily saw that could could have been me, where it's like I just want to travel and I want to look for these old watches, you know.
1: Yeah. So you you saw someone had, had spent a career, yeah, in in the industry, and ultimately the entire time wanted to do that was the
2: exit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, I'm I thinking. could do that now. I, Shortcut, I could, right? Yeah. I could I could try my teeth because if I if, worst case scenario it didn't work out, I would have gone gone back to tech in another in another capacity. Um, so the risk factor was fairly low.
1: Right. And you were young enough that if you needed to start over, I mean, that was also a possibility.
2: Yeah. And, and a lot of times that was, I mean, for the first few years, um, no one really talks about the, man, this is a, this is a tough industry. Right. Um, and even with, uh, the network that I had established, you know, I had a head start. It is not easy. Um, Know, sourcing watches being competitive you're working on single digit margins um, I think of course we sell it as a very um, interesting exciting uh, occupation right mm-hmm. but the, the highs are definitely high and the lows are very very low so did you start as a collector because how did you segue from yeah so you know this I, I, I owe to my, my friend Yatsuk as well uh, we're, we're high school buddies uh, right uh, really good friends and uh, I when I was ready for my first big boy watch okay. right I call it a big boy watch because that was my first paycheck I was, gonna, I was like I need a watch because now yeah. I'm in sales and who who's going to respect me Yuck. if I don't wear a watch right right and this is ah, gosh I can't even remember the year but I was like hey Yatik uh, you sell watches uh, I'm thinking about getting like a Pan a Panerai I want like a white dial Panerai He yeah. was like no you need to get a Rolex And you need to get a vintage Rolex. I'm like, I don't want a Rolex. That's that's like my dad's watch. Right. And it feels so, like, stuffy. And what he told me was, look, the most anti-Rolex watch or anti-modern Rolex watch is a vintage Vintage? Rolex watch. Because there's so many different discrepancies with it. Mm -hmm. You didn't have Six Sigma manufacturing processes. You didn't have uh, that quality control. And that's what makes it so interesting. So uh, my first real watch was a red sub okay and i picked it up for like 6500 bucks and gosh i mean i can't even tell you what they go for today well i could but it, it right. just makes me very sad <laughs> is it still in the circle
3: in, in the red circle?
2: sub
0: is it still in the circle no no, no.
2: it's not and i'll i'll, I'll kind of touch upon I'm going my...
0: to beat you later
2: <laughs> <laughs> i've yeah. gone through i've gone through a lot of watches right and uh, i've gone through collections and i've gone down to zero watches right um I'm somewhere in between right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the watch I have in front of me right now, this is a keeper. This is one of the ones that uh, I'm not. I'm never going to sell.
0: So okay. Can
2: you be both a collector and a dealer? True. Yes, it's- you can. You can be a shitty collector and a shitty dealer. You can't be. You can't be good <laughs> at one right. without being shitty at the other. True. And and that was the struggle where a nice watch would come in. Put it away, put it aside. Uh, you know, you're gonna post on Instagram. You gotta flex a little of bit, course. right? Yeah. And share. Then, hey, an offer comes. Like, hey, I really want that watch. Yeah. you're Like, mm, oh, I did see someone else post something else, yeah. and it, it's um, it's a slippery slope. And I, I, think a lot of dealers um, that may have a limited budget, right? It's it's um, how much you want to invest in your business. How important is growth to you? Um, I think. When you prioritize things like that, it was easy for me not to have an extensive collection. And so a lot of the times we, both Maynard and I, um, you know, we said we had our grail pieces. And if those pieces ever came up, uh, up, like, we would do our best to try to keep it. But nothing is as important to us uh, as growing the business and growing the brand that we started. So that's kind of uh, where we're at right now.
1: Okay, and how how important do you
2: or what
1: do you think of your your role as a shepherd? Right, you said that you had a friend who was leading you a certain way towards a watch. You had certain ideas, and so you might have people who come in and they're saying this is what I want. Right. How often do you find yourself saying that's not necessarily what you want, and and why?
2: Yeah. So um, I I. I I struggle with this because sometimes I, I admit I can be abrasive. I'm like I am. I am very abrasive when it comes to like I feel like the Batman GMT, <laughs> and I I'll, I'll say this because. I I, I don't mean to be unfair to it because it's a beautiful watch, right? Yes. But I have this image of the stereotypical watch dude, right? That's like I got a Batman. Right. And he, he almost did the voice. Yeah. <laughs> I know. yeah. It's it's uh, to me it just makes me cringe because okay. the reason why they want it I don't think I think there's much better choices and I feel like it's lazy for a lot of people just to default to kind of funny cool nickname watches mm-hmm. because they seen it in a magazine or they saw it on uh, hypebeast and they're like that's the watch right without really understanding hey there's you can respect other stuff and you don't have to chase everything that you know I was never the guy that the chased the girl that everyone liked right I mm. like that kind of nerdy kind of you know the yeah. the girl with glasses oh you know, she's all that you know that movie yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah of course with a little bit of patina
2: exactly <laughs> older you yeah. know right, vintage right right, right. <laughs> but that's just the, what the. I mean that's the way I I've always felt about right. um, you know I, I don't like to go with the crowd Right. and um, thankfully I've, I've had great shepherds in my life where they kind of directed me like that's a that's a cool piece. Have you considered this? Right, right. I've not done a good job of doing that because I've just been like, oh, don't get that man. Please. You don't want that.
3: Because
2: <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's, I, you know, one day, it's going to be like a Paul Newman where it's like, that's a cool watch now because, you know, at some point, it got overplayed. It jumped the shark.
0: It's weird, yeah. The way things work. You know, it's always like, it may be irrelevant right now and then you wake up the next day and it's, the hottest thing right right
1: yeah, and th- I mean that has to be difficult too is when you're talking about value versus perceived value because sure. yeah people run up the height when you see things on um, you know, the height beast or what have you and then there's that, that cult following and people have to have it but for me it's hard to justify I think it. they
2: have to have it because other people want it and that's where I have it. therein lies the problem I have with the watch that's what it sounds right? like yeah? it's, uh, it's not like you know what uh a black and blue batman is what my uh, my father wore and this is like you know it, it's just not that right <laughs> right but but you know this is why i feel like the most underrated watch in rolex's you know semi-modern lineup is just a black bezel gmt with the green 24 hour hand mm-hmm. that to me is like no one wants it and no one wanted it for a long long time it was like six thousand. i mean so
0: are the pepsis no one cared for the pepsis for a long time.
2: true yeah absolutely and yeah i i Look, for as much as I shit on modern watches, I, I do really appreciate them. Yeah. I, I think um, maybe I get an unfair rap of like, oh, I'm only about vintage. I touch vintage all day. So sometimes, like, I, I'm barring Alex's uh, 5980. I don't know if you saw this. This yeah, is yeah, definitely I, not my piece. Yeah, right. I, I did see the flex. Yeah. But oh, yeah, is, yeah. this drip is uh, a hard flex. ridiculous. Welcome yeah. to the house, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the door for you? We were, Can I get a bottle for you? That's right. <laughs> we were joking that this is like the, the Thanos gauntlet. Where yes. like you snap your finger while wearing this, and Boom. half the Nautilus has disappeared. Right.
0: So, right. so how long have you been wearing this watch? Oh, uh, quite a while. About 35
2: minutes before you guys got right, here. Right, right, right. So okay. how
0: is it making you feel? How are you bonding with it? What's You,
2: you know, um,
0: when I wear this, I just really
2: wonder how my yacht is doing. And that's, that's really the extent of it, you know? Well, watches
1: are definitely signals, right? Oh. Usually when you because we don't need them. I mean, we all have our phones on us. so oh, absolutely. They're definitely you know, telling people things about us or who we perceive ourselves to be. Yep. And so the the yacht reference definitely falls What's into that, that category.
2: Uh, there's that Goldman Sachs uh, Twitter account, right? That that, that photo oh, Sachs yeah. where it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's so oh, that's yeah. a cool yacht master. I yeah. keep one on my yacht. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's, it's so disgusting that it's funny.
0: Dude, honestly, if he makes you happy, that's all that matters. Yeah. At the end of the day i want to know the reason why you want
2: it not what you have i think that's that to me is like the more more interesting thing so how difficult of a
1: conversation is that to pull that out of some people yeah because i'm sure everyone who winds up you know at your at your door is has something in their head of why they want it right
2: i think i pride myself in um giving them a different angle right if they have their heart set like you know what I only want to look at a no date sub because that's what I hear is a purist sub mirror. Oh, that's fun. right. And where I, I tell them, I'm like, look, yes, you can spend you know fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars on a five five one three, but have you considered a sixteen eighty that has, you know, pumpkin patina, that's unpolished because you can get it for way less. Right. And who cares? Throw a super dome on it, and no more cyclops.
1: So you're actually. Um... Potentially selling them on a cheaper watch. So, do you feel responsible for people's money at all? Uh, that's
2: a loaded question. I, um, of course. A chair stamp, bro. <laughs> Good shit. I'll give you guys a little cheers. toast. Cheers. Yeah. Good shit. I. That's. A, I mean, that is synonymous, right, with right. what we. No, no matter who you are in this industry, mm-hmm. uh, what uh, you could be, WatchBox, Bob's Watches, or uh, the small dealer that we are. Sure. People will ultimately ask you, "Hey, is this goodbye? Right. Am I going to be hosed?" Um, and quite frankly, I I think the good dealers that are really picky with their inventory, mm-hmm. they're already doing that for you. Because I don't want to be stuck with the bag. If right. I had, you know, if I only had thirty watches, I'm only going to pick the thirty watches that I don't feel like I'm going to lose out on if yeah. shit hits the phantom on. Right. Makes sense. So um, I don't know how I. Feel about the the, you know, if you're going to a Walmart, who cares if Walmart, uh, you know, gets rid of their sporting goods department? Right. They're making money on everything else, right? right? I'm only focused in one department, and that's really I stay in my lane. It's it's vintage Rolex primarily. Um, you know, we've gone we've dabbled in stuff outside of Rolex, and that's purely because I think Maynard and I sometimes need to get outside the world of the stuffy world of vintage Rolex. Um,
0: talking cars or bikes or, we just bought a van.
3: So okay. we bought a
2: Toyota, <laughs> Who's touring is that outside? Which that's Who? oh that's my turn.
0: Yeah. Man. Another toaster. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're pa- passing them around. Now. That's right. <laughs> I
2: uh we we've just bought a, a nineteen ninety three Toyota Town Ace uh Camper. Those things are beasts, bro. I don't know if ninety five horsepower and beast <laughs> go along the same sense. But but it is I I feel like why get a van again? Right. vanigans are like Westfalia's are. Right. I feel like the Batman. So everyone's like right. Instagrammer right. van life right. wants that. Right. Right. I'm like, man, th- this is way more practical. You know, I, I could take a shit in the corner right. and still be in the van and vent it out. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's to me it, that's it's a cooler vehicle. Yeah, it's all uh, about
0: the momentum uh, in that car.
1: Utility, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ultimate utility.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah, so we we do get itches, and I think this is what is so great about the space is that we have people that come in and share with us the stuff that they're into
0: can you roll a car in here like period correct or is there,
2: um is there a... we not a car uh we, we haven't have... tried maybe a, maybe a, a, a cappuccino <laughs> oh, yeah yeah a cappuccino. we can probably carry that in um you know paul's got his uh his harley
0: here yeah I see that
2: um i'm waiting for him to sell this so i could uh bring in my my bike Damn.
3: yeah
0: um but yeah it's um we try not to clutter up the space this place is like a sensory overload for anyone who's like into all this it just hits all the right notes
2: I, you know, it's I wish we could say, like, hey, you know, we just got cool stuff and we threw it in here, but really, all the stuff here is, is kind of our, our stuff. So like this is all we, your personality, just, basically, all yeah. of you guys. I mean, that's Joe's uh, bow on the left, and that's mine on the right, uh-huh. and we do shoot it. It's not um, just for aesthetics. Right. Uh, the, the cycling gear is all stuff that we've owned and, and we've used. All the bikes in here we ride. Um, is that invite only to? <laughs> you know, the, the, the bike rides are whenever you guys want. I'm, nice. I'm, I don't know if I can keep up with you guys. I, no. I, no, no,
0: no. Joshua, has like vintage man. <laughs> yeah. And unicycle. And he, and, vintage? And, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I <laughs> Good, Cause I will beat you on air on that downhill. <laughs>
2: um, so yeah, I, I, think at the end of the day, there's a lot of, um, I'm not speaking in terms of like watch dealers or anything. I think there's just a lot of people that put up something that they're not. And I think it's, a, it's very visible in, in certain industries. Um, at the end of the day we just want to be authentic and if I can't if it, you can't point to something on here and I want to be like oh I have no idea I just found it you know online I, I no. thought it was
0: cool and I put it on the wall yeah, yeah. I bought it at
2: Kohl's right so um,
0: not that there's anything really cool cause,
2: no I get it yeah. I, I, and that's where I return my Amazon packages boom yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: it's a great place
2: it is a great place <laughs>
3: to
1: return Amazon packages But
2: I'm dead
3: <laughs>
2: so yeah so um, I, I don't Want to get too off the path of like you know i i, I do want to respect that this is a watch podcast right. and i i i do want to talk about sure uh this one piece i have let's talk about because, that first yeah so this is i have been searching for this uh seiko 6306 turtle for a long time and uh one of the first turtles i saw in person was actually mike hamans he's mm-hmm. got an extensive seiko collection mm-hmm. yes and i have always loved seiko i love always loved what they were about I never knew enough or knew enough Seiko heads to really, you know, feel like this is something I want. Right. But if you guys know in the vintage Rolex world, the Comex style variants of the 5.5.3 and and the the Submariner c um, lineup Mm -hmm. is super sought after. And uh, I, unfortunately, do not have the disposable income to, you know, purchase one for myself so the next best thing is uh, what's this Scuba Pro 450 uh, Seiko 6306 um, and it's just this is a Japan only model and it, uh, supposedly there were only a thousand made uh, although that number has been flexed, uh, went everywhere from a hundred to a thousand I've only seen two that were sold with boxing papers um, but it's just a, a very cool watch I love double name watches Tiffany Dials Cartier yeah. Dials yeah. Um, etc. So this is my this is a watch where I, I at a price point where I felt like I can actually keep right and not feel guilty about oh well you know I should be selling
0: this. Does this have a kanji date as well or
2: it does have a kanji date. Oh. So if you I think pop up in the crown and you rewind it yeah. uh, counterclockwise you can get to the kanji yeah. date. So how long did it take you to get it? This was a uh, acquisition in the past year. And it was always hard for me to find one because it was a Japan-only model. Um, a lot of them have... There's a lot of fakes out there, by the way. Or not, not fakes, but um, reproductions. The doll? It, yeah. Da, the oh, da, yeah. Right? Mods and yeah. so forth. How yeah. can you tell, by the
0: way? Because I know there's a lot of scuba pro um, remakes.
2: Remakes, yeah. And uh, homage watches, etc. Yeah, et yeah. So the way the immediate... Uh, telltale giveaway right. is the color of the the text on Scuba Pro. So it does not match any other color that is on there. So if you look at it, it's not white. It's a silverish blue on the the Scuba Pro font. Yes, yeah, see And it's super chunky. The and the, the the one specific way I look at it is the serifs on the the Scuba Pro logo. It is a it's a very unique oh. hook on each of the edges, I I would say. And it's just a very definitive uh, look. You you may not be able to tell in, like, uh, eBay auction listings. Like, you really have to put a loop to it.
1: Okay, so did you see this online or did you see it in person?
2: I saw this online because I was unable to travel. But um, I had one of my um, associates uh, in Japan go to the store and take high-rise pictures for me. Okay. Um, At that point, I was like, okay, yeah, that's the real deal.
1: That brings me to another thought that uh, a lot of your watches were fired through through travel, right? Yes. Um, and so you have a, a certain kit that, that you have when when you travel, so that you can look for certain telltale signs that something might not, you know, be right or something's off. And how has you know travel bans uh, affected your business?
2: You know, travel was I think the cherry on top for our business. It was more not necessarily a, a necessity. Since, since a lot of business can be conducted you know, online and you have a reputation where you can get watches without sending a wire first. Okay. I think that's the, probably the biggest advantage I have over um, an individual with no presence right. in the community, right? You, I can have watches sent here, inspect it, and verify that this is something I want. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it's not a necessity to hunt for watches anymore. But it was definitely the motivating factor. When we would plan a trip and say, you know what, we're going to be in Japan for the next three weeks, I'd call, and let uh, you know uh, dealers know that, hey, I want to be in the area. If you have clients that are, you know, uh, selling Speedmasters or selling whatever, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for Maxi Dial Five Five One Threes. And so I give them a heads up, and then I would, my daily course would be simply just walking. I would walk about twelve miles a day. Minimum in Tokyo, um, because that's the only way you can find these little alleys. You the whole wall, yeah. And I probably walk more than most Japanese people in, in these cities because I would go up and down these alleyways. For the most part, you find like kind of cool, quirky shops. Um, I, I I always tell people if you're looking to hunt for stuff, mm-hmm. do your research, find the cool coffee shops. Because a coffee shop is yep. a hub for creatives yes and if there's creatives nearby there must be a reason yeah so that was always been that's always been the way I've kind of diverted and figured out like my home bases I'd always get Airbnbs near these cafes yeah because you know if I, it's it's Tokyo's lonely you're surrounded like you're never more than 10 feet away from the next person if you think about it right. if you're in the, like the middle of Tokyo 10 feet in any direction there's a body Right, right. Hopefully, breathing. Right. Yes, hopefully. But it's a culture where people keep to themselves. Right. There's no hi, how are you doing? In the sense that, like, you see a stranger and you, you know, just exchange pleasantries. Right. So, as a foreigner that initially went there not speaking a lot of Japanese, it, it felt very lonely. And my only friends were bartenders <laughs> because they're for- they couldn't go away.
3: Yeah, yeah. Serves for purpose. Forced- <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a great friend. So, um, you know. Coffee shops, as well as you know, bars, are a great way to meet uh, people, and 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 they tend to know where things are yep. are hidden. Okay, the, the stash, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, You're the gatekeeper, I, exactly. So sometimes, like we once checked in to an Airbnb, mm-hmm. no joke, no joke. The guy had the double red seatbelt on. No, yeah, and knew nothing <laughs> about it. Okay. So, of course, being the predatory person that I am, no, I, right. I was like. Where did you get your watch? Yeah. In my broken Japanese. Right. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, my father left this for me." I'm like, "Okay. Uh, this off, is a no-go. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. fly zone." Yeah. But, you know, I said, "Hey, look, here's my email if for any reason it ever
0: needs to be sold." Right. See, I think that's the way of approaching it. That's good. You know, that's an option.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're not throwing a number in yeah. their face. It's it's it cheapens the moment. real cash. Here we yeah. go.
0: Cash wall. Just leave the stuff.
2: It's just like so, this is important right and yeah. it's it, 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 you, the way it's important to me is not the way it's important to him right and I think a lot of uh, people if you're approaching people like that I've seen 1675s on my waiter's uh, hands in, in, in Paris never like here's a figure right but it's like you have something so cool I totally respect it I, I would love the opportunity to sell it if you do need to but um, yeah that's I, I've had great experiences around like to wrap things up around near coffee shops because people are a little bit more open to that. ask
0: did that person hit you up? Not yet
1: Not yet. How do you impart that provenance when, when you have those stories that, that go along with, yeah, it's kind with of the cool, watch yeah. like that?
2: You know it's um sometimes it's bittersweet Some, like you know I've, I've come across uh, watches that original owner never put in polished wore it every day and the DNA in the bracelet uh, proves that it was worn every take it off yeah, the oh, yeah 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 <laughs> um but you know, some of the reasons for why they sell those pieces is is more fascinating than watching watch themselves. They're like, you know, my, my daughter's going off to college.
0: It's also monetary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: What what better reason than yeah. to sure. give your your um, son daughter this gift an opportunity? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, what are some
1: of the tools that you take with you?
2: Oh, okay. that's right. Uh, and, and also, um,
1: it's not necessarily a, a watch podcast, so feel free to talk about anything you want yeah. because. We've, we've brought on people that we know through the community, yep. right? but really what we want to know is, you know, yep. about the people, about the individual. What so, makes you going? Yeah. If, if you it. had, you know, a family member or some sort of relative yeah. that wanted to look back and like get a piece of, of you, they can glimpse, t- get a glimpse of who you were as an individual through something like this, right? I, so that's the type of platform yeah, that's this just. We absolutely talk about watches. Yeah, perfect. And, and that's how Summer and I met that's how everyone who the common we've, interests we've had yeah. is that common interest yeah. but it's kind of like your shop yeah whereas you have this common interest yeah. but we're so much more than that right Perfect. that's just one okay. facet of, of so we'll we talk
2: about the mushrooms uh, we could talk about, about the growing mushrooms your bus, that's in right your yeah <laughs> on the north side <laughs> on the north side <laughs> uh, no that I mean I I, I listen to uh, obviously Mike's uh, uh podcast yeah. as well what and, did and you do?
3: Did you enjoy you know, it I, <laughs> did you I, turn it off halfway through yeah
2: <laughs> sorry I'm, mike. I'm two minutes into it and yeah, yeah. you know it's um <laughs> yeah, it's a long here. journey right yeah
1: <laughs> I, sometimes just a bit by bit yeah just two minutes at a time All with
2: right. mike small small digestible cubes is yeah. uh, how i like to talk to mike no you know mike mike and i uh, you know we met at the second oc chrono okay and uh, what, where, is, where was that this is over at neil's um Office in Irvine. Ah, discom- uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. common goods. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, for sure. Yeah, I I really thought someone told me that Bruce Willis was there, and I <laughs> I went there wholeheartedly thinking I, I brought my Die Hard posters for him. Yeah, yeah. What a disappointment, right? <laughs> couldn't be more disappointed. Huge <laughs> yeah. letdown. But I still think he thinks that I'm I, that I think he's Bruce Willis, and I, that's maybe funny. I'm breaking the, the the ice here. That Mike, I know you're not really Bruce Willis. He, <laughs> he's
0: 2.0. Hey, yes, uh, obviously yeah. not.
2: Right. <laughs> um, Mike's been such a blessing for I think uh, the communities that have popped up because absolutely you know, we, we talked about this earlier right what is your experience like when around your watch because typically it begins and ends out the front door of a uh, AD right. or right. maybe you buy it online right. and that's that's a sad thing as yeah. well yeah. without the people to really appreciate and share and, and banter with right man that's a that's a missed opportunity yeah so uh, super super happy that you know he is obviously located in orange county and and started this uh oc chrono and chrono group uh you know event it's been such a great way to network and i'm sure we're going to have one of the, the chrono events here once things uh, open up yeah looking forward to that
0: yeah it's i think a lot of us is looking forward to having a normal getting
1: back to some of that some sort yeah. of i really life. go
2: for the sandwiches and the whiskey i mean it's true he, um, it's all about he the brings, costco roll
0: bro that's, that's true <laughs>
2: yeah. i've seen all those watches before either yeah, in, here, in person or IG, i'm here to but yeah. your whiskey yeah. and your roles. so i'm i'm curious if i can ask a question definitely not david is... brown
3: <laughs> 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 never heard of him yeah oh my goodness
2: you guys have to do another uh, uh podcast with them uh, for sure yeah yeah for we'll, sure get to it um so current events, right? I'm curious what your take on. Uh, I'm sure you guys heard that Hodinke, uh purchased Crown. Of Crown. We just yeah. We we're,
0: we're, we're just talking,
1: we're talking about, about that about as we're having beer. Yeah. We hadn't discussed it before.
2: Uh, yeah. Just what what, what? what were your
0: thoughts? 45 on that? minutes yeah, ago or so. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Josh? Uh,
1: I, I think it's interesting. I,
0: uh... Oh, I like that. You're hedging around. No, it's squirming, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. no is no, it more
1: no. beveled or how? So, for for me, I've, I've purchased. Um, Several watches through the whole dinky shop, and I think, I think so. that they do a great job at, at curating much. things. I think they also do a great job at, um, you know, communicating uh, a feeling or a vibe or, or what have you. And, um, and I've also sold the watch to Crown of Caliber,
2: well, yeah, before the
1: acquisition, before the acquisition, yeah. yeah so i'm i'm curious I, I don't know if if their their business will will change but i actually had a, a pleasant experience with, with chronic caliber as far as their um their communication um i just think that they need to get out of sending uh live checks and just do a wire
0: <laughs> but, i feel your pain bro you listen listening bank climber
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, in the age of technology, why are you sending a check? I mean, you, you yeah. have the option of, of expediting it, but um, I actually did have a pleasant experience Good. with them in, in that transaction. Great and branding. I mean, yeah, what yeah. Ben
2: has built oh, man. over the years. Yeah. Um, it's, a lot of people can talk shit. And, and, and they do. Yeah. There certainly is. I mean, that travel clock. You have one, huh? <laughs> I am you have that look. That, I would, you I have would that look. look. I, would, I would pick one up. Yeah. I would pick one up. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's, it's just... There's so much controversy. How couldn't it be yeah, cool? Twenty to have years it? from now, be like, yes. it will be. The, so, the, the, it, yeah, I saw. So, it, yeah, it, I know you do. So the controversy. <laughs> I can see <laughs> it along
1: can with a the the limited supply, so. and, and that story that will carry. It's throughout. kind of
0: gutsy. They release a travel clock when you know we can't go anywhere, but you can't see. it. Why a, was the a, thought process a then?
1: post from them without the comment section being riddled with people talking about the travel clock?
2: But you know what. It, do i have any sympathy for them no because it only helped them i, I believe it so. only i have no there's no such thing as bad publicity right, right. so yeah maybe tone deaf to launch a uh, a clock at, in the middle of the, pen, the beginning of the
1: pandemic yeah. yeah. people
0: 000, that didn't hear yeah. about them probably like what's going on in this company exactly
2: um yeah no it's um, i legitimately I, I am looking for one if um, you're looking for it yeah I'm oh, not, I don't oh want we're that. still
0: playing the game that you don't have one. I don't <laughs> still playing uh, being coy
2: <laughs> well think about it think about it here's and please is no the, one left, else is the leather really
0: lifting up on the corner just Do <laughs> <I curious. laughs> <laughs>
2: you, you have oh, oh yeah
0: you yeah, have yeah. one no the no. homie has one maybe maybe oh <laughs> hold to look
2: the plug just came through oh. so so well, what Al- I really Alex, want to right? do, that's Alex Alex the yeah. plug Alex is the plug so I want to travel When things open up Yeah The flex for me Would be just to Wake up in a new city Uh huh Have my travel clock And that's my Instagram post Boom yeah. And how much How like The engagement that's... By itself Of how people are like What did you spend on that Yeah Why would you get that You know yeah, your Instagram's going yeah. to blow up That's Yeah
1: That there's a lot of passion involved. We'll it, it will pay for itself, yeah. just for <laughs> that. I will
2: make sure the leather is peeling. I'm gonna take a blow dryer to it. <laughs> just, and like, look at it's this. So good. Look at this piece.
1: Because it's just glued together. Yeah. He's like,
2: <laughs> so, so good. Separate a little bit, like a. I might get custom straps built for it, so I can wear it on my wrist. Damn. <sighs> Think that's, about that's that. That's next level. Yeah. Man. That's next level. So, um, no, this this acquisition is is interesting because to me, you have um, a company that started off. As a media company, right? As a blog, right? Ultimately, it was uh, reduced it down. It's it was a blog talking about watches. Through the LVMH acquisition of Hodinki, oh, or mm-hmm. not the acquisition. Actually. We're bringing let it, LVMH. LVMH. Let me, I like Let me, this. Let me, yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, rephrase that. It's Through under the, the injection of capital. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Series B funding from yeah. LVMH. Of course, hundred percent. My my thought of this was that they in the press release they said. 70% of their revenue came from watch sales. No kidding. 70%. So I looked at it and, and to me, it was kind of the opposite direction where we were coming from. Right. Uh, our company, Grand Patina, started off selling watches. Right. And we've humbly, in our limited budget and capacity uh, through you know our great um, uh, videographer, Paul, who's not here, um, have been trying to tell stories about watches. Right. And get outside of just, hey, this is a this caliber and this is this is why this is rare. We're really interested in why. Right. Why they why this is significant, why someone bought this, why should you be interested. And so we're kind of traveling on I don't want to even say the same timeline or the same path because Hodinki is obviously such a giant. But where I feel like at some point we're going to converge in a sense that we're trying to get the media and they're trying to get into selling watches right it's a, it's interesting for i think a lot of watch dealers to see that a company as big as hodinky is not making their not paying the bills through advertisements or you know the traditional means of driving traffic it's selling and hawking watches yes. just like yeah. the rest of us
1: because you would think that it was on clicks yes yeah uh- I mean, that's what I assume. I thought they, you I know, thought they, they drive it on on media and, and people tuning in and getting eyes on on products. Yeah, I, I thought didn't ben realize was it was driving that.
2: a Bentley from a check that Tudor cut. Yeah, there you yeah. Know, or, yeah. Or, or you know, but it's you know, it's it's interesting to see where Houdini takes Dang. this in the next year or two. Been in a Bentley, Been Been and a Bentley, Bentley. Bentley. <laughs> be, be. Uh, They need to make a music video? If
0: yeah, for sure, we will make one for, for sure. <laughs> for sure.
1: I think that you guys do a great job at. Uh, Communicating through either videos or photos or, or what have you um, so I think that that is a great space for you guys but uh, what are your thoughts on, on that acquisition
0: I think they're building up a brand that's what it is I have a sinister theory oh. <laughs>
2: I think it's a flip it could, yeah, very well could be I think the way that LVMH has approached the luxury goods market mm-hmm. they don't want to leave anything off the table the fact that they sell a watch once at their retail location, yep. like going to LB, yep. that's the end of the transaction for them. Yep. In order for them to own the complete pie, mm-hmm. they have to get into the secondary watch market. There's so much. There's watch, tons, right? Tons a watch of is there. traded yeah. 15 times before a Batman is released into the actual mm-hmm. person that wants it, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like th- that's their approach in how they touch the watch mar- the, the secondhand watch market without being a second and watch company deal right so they go through hodinke and that's the process that's their that's part of the, that's filter. the
0: middleman that's part of the filter which yes.
1: brings me to um the chicago rolex ad yeah um You'd with tell. the yeah um, dragging to the lawsuit over the, the gray market dealings mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about that we're talking about current watch news
0: I think it's
2: intentional. It's they took a page out of Hermes's book, right? You yes. can't go in and buy a No, They're, you get laughed at. Yeah. No. and there is no such thing as a wait list. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that want to play this new game, like this this uh, wait game, and buy uh, a dozen Celinis before you can see a Daytona. <laughs> I do love Celinis, though. Right? I, I me as well. Yeah, true. Sure. True. Yeah. How many do you have? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I love the list. I, lo- so. I love them from a distance. <laughs>
2: I don't knock it. I, I, You know, the one, it's not a Cellini, but you know, I love the, the King Midas. Do oh, you, yeah. you remember that? Yeah, yeah. It was like a full gold. I don't know how to describe Midas it. It's like this. Yes. It's like a rhombus.
4: Can, yes.
2: There you go. Combination rectangle
4: triangles.
2: Probably the ugliest, ugliest watch Rolex has ever made, but man, you will get into any club in 1995 if you're that. Correct. Right? You guys will have to speak with Joe one of these days. He's got a treasure trove of secrets one of the, the, the funny stories that he brought up was you know the, how um Joe can I can I talk about the case back stuff sure.
4: I don't
2: want to no, no no you're not you're not in, this,
1: this is casual conversation this is cash there's, there's, it's all about uh, cash but if you do want to speak I would ask you to come over here just so, so the, this the, ish, the mic does pick up what you're saying
0: Joe's joining us in real quick um, What Hello. what is your uh, what do you do here at Great Patina um
4: well, I am the watchmaker
2: here. Oh, okay. So Joe is uh, an independent, mm-hmm. and uh, so not directly affiliated with Grand Patina, mm-hmm. but uh, the space is called Bao, or Body Only, mm-hmm. and so he's our resident uh, watchmaker oh, in like the space. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm hungry. So whenever I can't, <laughs> whenever I, I little, curse, little bun. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm you know jabbing my my thumb with uh, the spring bar tool, right? I just I look over at Joe. You I'm, call Joe. I give him the puppy eyes. And <laughs> I'm the dark
4: side of the watch industry, <laughs> with all the problems. So now, does he have
0: tools here, or he brings his own Bergeon F tips?
4: <laughs> so, uh, part of uh, working here with Curtis, and right. he, he reached out to me that the space was available and kind right. of the ideas that he shared with you and right. what he wanted to do. Uh, and then, you know, I was on board. Mm-hmm. Part of that was. Creating a workspace with the best equipment possible, with no other variables except me. Because I own a, a shop over there where I have four employees, and mm-hmm. it's a high transit retail place where we do watch battery sizing. You can come on the counter and talk to me right away, Boom, and yeah. it's accessible. And yeah. I have nice equipment there, but it's not maintained Swiss level perfectly encased in glass. So it's just a different right. level. Different level. A different experience. Different experience. From the
1: customer to the watchmaker. Exactly.
4: Right. But here I wanted to have a workspace that was the best of everything, but kind of tailored to our style too. So we got that bench, we matched the colors to the rest of it and things like that. So I have a full working shop here almost. There's some equipment not, still not available, that I. that but my other space is so close that it's easy to come... Back in it. So, so tell us,
2: sorry about the case backs. <laughs> I'll I'll get that, but part of the, I, I think uh, just to tie this full circle, right? Okay. We talked about experience, right. right? We talked about how when let's say you you're you've worn your Daytona for the past fifteen years, and finally it's on its last legs; and needs a service. Maybe perhaps you don't understand why it costs eight hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars for a service, right? And so our idea was, you know, Joe has. Uh, Clients that I've always tried to like peep over and see Are you working on my watch? What's, uh, you know, what, what are you doing? This environment gives someone an opportunity to drop off their watch and make an appointment to come back when Joe's actually breaking apart the watch. We throw on oh, no, the projector. No kidding. They drink their favorite mezcal like or Japanese whiskey and they really understand what goes involved, uh, what, what goes into servicing a watch and see firsthand live mm. what's going on. Just um, That's, that's so an that's, incredible experience. Actually,
3: it is.
4: That's a big part of uh, wanting to do something here is to tailor it more to the individual client or or have someone be able to come in a more relaxed atmosphere, you know? The is that relaxed
0: though? If, like the client's watching you
4: trying to take off the hairspray or something? <laughs> oh, which is why we have the seats set up against that wall, the projector's ah, so the, up there. You come over here, You have your dreams. So, so you kind of forget about that I'm person. I'm kind of used to do. that in the sense that my store you know down the street mm-hmm. is a walk-in retail space and my bench is you could see it you can talk oh, to me on my gotcha. bench. so i'm actually used to people watching me while i work right. now would i want everyone to watch me the most delicate parts and stuff well not that i wouldn't want them to watch but there are moments where i might need to be alone or things like that but... right. so they don't hear you
1: cussing and stuff like right. that it's yeah. not, <laughs> it's not necessarily a big part of what I do. Right.
4: But while we're, you know, usually a watchmaker is this grumpy guy who's put in the back, who doesn't want to speak to you, is accessible. What I do is this magic that you should not have any part of. You should just pay me and leave me alone. And I don't subscribe to that. I was always the guy who wanted to explain everything. I wholeheartedly believe what I do, anyone can do if they shared the passion or had the, the training that I do. So, and why should that aspect of be, be a mystery? Why not... In, you know, open up people's eyes to the mechanical aspect, what it actually takes. Why is this watch X amount of dollars or why is it this much or how much work went into it to expose that part? of. Because I think people know brands and the commodity aspect of the watch and what things are cool. But I think that mechanical and it's still a little bit mystery. I mean, there's a lot of information online, I believe, but to be able to speak to someone or you just purchased a watch from him for me to open the back and you bring your own camera and take a picture of it or something like that. Right. Or to that aspect, you know, that's kind of... you're you're uh,
1: adding interaction and exactly. you're adding, um, mm. you know, personality. And, and uh, yes. there's individuality. There's a lot of... Uh, the
0: face behind the Yeah, benefits the to work. that. And you're right.
1: A lot of it is almost like magic, right? Um, just the way mechanics work in, in general, you're kind of like wow that does that or that
2: impacts that or you know that rotates this and, and that uh, i had a customer that you know purchased a watch and had his son with them and he, his son was enamored with the watch and yeah we we took apart the bracelet you know showed him the how to read the serial numbers and i maybe i, I just inspired someone to be a watchmaker but you know, yeah. you know they yeah. wanted to see the, the the movement and i don't know if you're going to get that type of experience and you know, other I places. don't think so.
4: Plus, also, I think maybe our generation—we came from the multi-brand store, or the local jeweler, where you actually went and got your bag. like You know, our generation, our parents' generation, had access to craftsmen more, more directly. I think than right. we do now. Right now, it's always some cold building; it has to be shipped to you or something. Well, it was like a necessity that. back then. It was a an necessity, too, and right? you know, it was a little bit different. I think, you know. You having an access to a Month that was kind of a cool thing, you know. But now it's be, you know, because the industry's grown so much. Right. Right? So we're trying to bring it back to the individual as possible. And I'm not gonna say, you know, you shouldn't send your watches into the brands and stuff like that. You know, they're the brand. They created the watch. You're right. gonna get the best service there. But if you're looking for something different, more interaction, mm-hmm. I think you know, we can offer that. Hmm.
0: Is it possible to say, hey, Joe, I would like to have some timing sheet. I would like to have this and that. Like, is that possible to request?
4: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I will happily print you out timing sheets. Uh-huh. I do a, a Delta sheet on every watch I fix. Cool. So, so I you do know a which half way to see. And, and I do a half wine test yeah. and a full-wind. I do it all by hand, but mm-hmm. I could definitely digitize that and make mm-hmm. it look more accessible. And mm-hmm. No one's really asked for that before, but I think that's a big wow. part of it. That's what I you, do. It's journalists. Have you ever met summer? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to summer.
0: Well, for me, part of horology is knowing which position my watch wants to sleep overnight. Or if I'm on a desk working
4: on a computer, is he going to be happy at 12? Well, with, exactly. When you see your sheet, you can also see your worst position, right? Right. right. And then you can you know, tune from there or you can lay it the way you want exactly. from there and things like that. I think that's a big part of it. why should that be a, you know mysterious to the customer? Well, no, these are the facts. These are the this is the performance of your watch. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, net that is. I I feel like the way
2: the old way of how people shop and buy things, not just watches, I think has to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this past year has given a whole new meaning to what takeout really is, outdoor right. dining, etc. Uh I don't think we're an exception. Like I think everything has to change. Some for the better, some for the worst, but it's a it's a moving current. Yeah, I um, think it's a chance to evolve. Absolutely, a,
1: a lot of business was forced into evolution sure. um, yeah. with this pandemic. I know for me personally, I had uh, a director who really liked to see people in the office and working, and, and eyes on them mm-hmm. to make sure that they were doing their job. And we, you know, work with other departments that had more flexibility with working from home or telecommuting or or what have you. Um, And that was something that was kind of frowned upon for us to do. And he was kind of forced into having to let us go home and and do our job. And you're seeing the results. You're seeing that outside of your purview, outside of you seeing this person directly every day working, they're able to actually get their jobs done. And I think that has had a, a, you know, we're not unique in, in, in where I work that that same ideology of you know people kind of micromanaging groups and, and individuals they don't have that that was taken away from them sure yeah and and there's value in you know letting people work from home and creating that space and their own work environments and huge culture um, huge, huge, huge yeah so across all Definitely
3: industry changed. and I changed
4: there was no more fear to be I would I lost the fear of me wanting to change or even coming from a business of 27 years my attachment to things kind of disappeared the last two years or yeah. i was more willing to take a chance yeah. or try something one of example being coming here and doing something different yeah. because all of a sudden it paused right and right. we were so much in the grind that in april we kind of just like or March we were like, Man,
1: like. there are other ways to do things there yeah. are other ways to do
4: things they are more fulfilling way to do things or maybe i was chasing you know there's no end to more right yeah i can always make more money yes. but now I have more time and I'm enjoying that more than I enjoy oh, my money. So, Yeah. True. Yes. you know, obviously money is a means to more time and taking care of your family. I'm not saying you can completely For dismiss sure. it, but, well, was I just chasing that? One day I'm going to be like 70 years old and like, Forgot to live, you know, like kind of stuff like that started going through. Yeah, my Yeah, that, you know? that
1: circles back to our conversation with Curtis about, you know, seeing this person retiring to live this more simpler boutique life. Yeah. And you're like, why do I have to wait thirty years yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to live the same life that's been your destiny, like your goal the you've entire been, the time you've been working? Yeah. yeah,
2: take the shortcut. I'm yeah. all, like I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to have that puritan ethic over. Like I got to put in my time. Like no, I'll take that shortcut. Yeah, like, today. Um, I think that. In this age of there's a lot of the whole flipping game has gone wild. There's so many new watch dealers that got mm-hmm. into this space and my only advice to them, not coming from someone that's made it per se, mm-hmm. but it's it's a grind. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. I, we grinded for four years before we were like, Oh, like maybe we can actually do this full time. <laughs> it, it's it's not easy. Right. And if yeah. I feel like sometimes we make it seem like, oh, watches sell, watches come in, watches go. Right.
1: There's I don't know. Every time you guys post a polar, right, the thing's gone. Yeah. I, I, I think those go. Yeah.
0: Two seconds.
2: Well, you know, I, I've, I've got my own opinion on, on polars, but it's about that. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <change Yeah. that's laughs> a, talking, like, we'll, we'll table that. Um, oh, so, case back story. This is, I, I thought it was the funniest thing that uh, Joe brought So we're up. allowed
0: to talk, talk about Joe's case back. Okay.
2: Yeah. This is inside. I love yeah, it. Yeah, very uh, inside. Okay, stuff. let's go. You want to kind of get into it? You want to prime it? It's okay. So. You know, I was was sitting at Joe's uh, uh, location uh, at South Coast uh, one day, and it was just like, you know, he had an abrasive customer. I was just like, you know what? It's off by two seconds a day, and da-da-da-da, or something like that. Two
0: seconds a day?
2: Yeah, it was just like, this is probably the third or fourth time that Joe has seen him. And then he left, and and, uh, I was just asking Joe, like, you know, uh, what do you do
0: with a customer like that And that's beyond phenomenal. And, and,
2: and more more, curi- more curious than anything else, <laughs> I'm like, I wonder what the his last watchmaker thought of him. And that's when Joe's like, you know, sometimes I like, I open up a case back, and the, on the inside of the case back, you know, like watchmakers write little notes, like right. their reference numbers yes. and, uh-huh. yeah.
4: and what, what what did it say? Said so this guy's an asshole. Inside the case back? <laughs> yeah. oh, that's incredible. Beware, and uh, it said watchmaker, I think something like that, but yeah. And I've done that once to a person. May, may what, what kind of watch it? Is? I couldn't remember. It was definitely a Hublot. It was oh, <laughs> definitely a Hublot. Big Bang. <laughs> diamond I think it edition. was a tag. Um, the meca- person was
0: complaining <laughs> about minus or plus two seconds? I, I don't day? know what it... Well, I, don't I don't think, think it was two a, seconds, yeah, it but wasn't, it was
4: well within tolerance. But right. he was always comparing it to... His Quartz? digital source... <laughs> And it was never the the same size. I'm like, like, well, how scientifically are you doing this? Are you hacking the second? Are you using one time source? Well, I keep looking at phones. I go, well, I've seen two service providers with different times on there. Yes. So I was checking it on his phone, and it's obviously next to a magnetic source. you need to check it on a single (laughs)
0: source. (laughs) (laughs) On the back of his laptop? That's right.
2: (laughs) I think the the watchmaker was, you know well-reserved in comparison to what right. the guy probably deserved, but right. it was just kind of interesting. I, I, I love like it. Hearing... Do you have a picture of that case back <laughs> <in my life? laughs> yeah, yeah. It actually says my name on you it. You should see what happened <laughs> in his case. Yeah, I actually. know. I fixed this one.
4: There's <laughs> <laughs> a nice little note in there for Curtis and this turtle. Curtis, you're so You're not the first one to open this turtle, I'm assuming? No. no. It's been open no, before. No, no. I just recently serviced it. Yeah. Nothing... Uh, crazy just needed a uh, it was pretty dry in there it just yeah. needed a good overhaul and so was moist in that right now <laughs> yeah. it's so moist <laughs> <laughs>
2: this has been such a a blessing and uh, how lucky are we to have joe in our Why space he's
0: flexible since like he comes here and <laughs>
2: yeah he does and
4: if yeah. he's not here i go chase him down at his other place and i bug him this about has it. been yeah. a godsend yeah. for me because i'm in a location that's usually open 10 hours a day it's uh-huh. inside a mall no windows anything i've I've been there 27 years, and to be able to it's come here... It's pretty always to
0: be a watchmaker of Swag, It just is, yeah. Behind the bench. And
4: behind the bench, but, you know, we have a pretty high traffic store in a sense. We do a lot of basic stuff. I really do a lot do. Too. Oh, of CR2032. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> love that movement. Well, so you know, long. what I remind people is, you know, we deal with a lot of uh, you know collectors and people who are passionate about this, right. but a larger percentage of who I service is people who have one watch, yeah, you're late, have man, a late, Tag, man, a Seiko... Or I have to set this kid's Spider-Man watch, oh, you or, know, yeah. or things Is like that. Is that Rolex? Is that a, Is that, a new Rolex? <laughs> <laughs> but it gives it interesting for me too, because yes, it's nice to service a collector who has all these awesome pieces, yeah, but right. I also love my clients that I remember his watch. I remember everything I've done to that tag right. for the last 25 years, and that's his tool, and he depends on it, right. and yeah. he comes to me and goes, Joe, Yo, you got to fix this. You know yeah. I depend on this, so you know, I get an exposure of all kinds of different people. he get though. me in the background like, Joe, I can't take out this bezel please help <laughs> but coming That's here so cool. and removing that which i enjoy the interaction it's nice to be sit on the bench and not have to pick up the phone yeah. or it's install a, nice a change. bezel for yeah. curtis it's when a nice change. So, <laughs> like
1: that. so you said you have four employees at your at two your...
3: part-time young
4: kids two okay. kids that actually came and asked me to teach them watchmaking wow oh wow yeah one of them is very passionate about it, yeah. To the point where he built his own watchmaking bench. He went to AWCI. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. At 21 and 21, actually, yeah.
1: That's incredible. So you feel... So you're not stressed about what they're doing while you're here?
4: Well, both of them have been with me for enough time now. I'm not... Obviously, they are not at the level of doing major overhauls and things you like don't, that. They, do
0: they open the case back and all oh, that stuff? Oh, of so? course. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I taught them firsthand on all my anything i learned modern mm-hmm. you know i shared with them and anything i learned from my dad and uncle which is my first teachers right okay. my dad and so uncle your second generation, second oh, I generation. So, you're second gen. so i learned a lot from them but my first exposure to formal training was very eye-opening where cleanliness and no footprint and yeah. no dust and not saying we didn't do that before but we came from a different atmosphere of a retail shop and when i went to a formal environment it was different yeah. right. you can't mar that screw well it's inside well it doesn't matter you know right. things no. like that yeah. it can't be so when you know well why would you use a metal tool now there's delrin dies you can yeah. use to mm-hmm. open this why yeah. would you even risk that Joey? yeah you know, why no shortcuts you know right. yeah but what I learned from my dad and uncle is very valuable too because sometimes in the trenches you learn some things that are very applicable too. Yeah. So me combining those two was good. But then I try to teach him all the modern standards. So even something as simple as opening a case back for a battery, I make him do in the longer, harder way because it's much safer and less chance for us to mar your… Right. Watch. I think that's the biggest thing watching a guy's responsibility is not to only do it correctly, is to leave no footprint. Yes. You mean yeah. you can't use Phillips screwdriver for
3: <laughs> <laughs> Leave leave no footprint unless you're an asshole. Yeah. And then leave all the footprint. With Sharpie you can get yeah. it out of us. I didn't answer it. I don't know how many. <laughs> nice. back, <laughs> yeah. Damn it.
4: I hope I see that watch again and it says, you're right, man. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> that's so funny. It's so my so Cayman's watch, by the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I, think,
0: I think we might have to do a separate segment for Joe one of these days oh, and yeah. talk more about yeah, watches. We're, I would
4: love to, yeah. And so yeah, so we so Joe, absolutely yeah, know where so the, uh, the no,
2: patina no, comes welcome. from. Where's the gray come from? Yeah, where's the gray come from? The gray in the name of gray and patina is uh, reflective of the, the steel, the coloring of the, uh, the material. So. Oh, it's not the bezel. No, no, not necessarily the bezel, but the gray is in like typically the, the vintage watches that we loved and, and chased after were, were steel Ste- pieces. Hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. Hence the name Gray and Patina. Uh, so we talked about a little bit about kind of watches I chased and, and uh,
0: So you started off with the Scuba Pro sixty one oh five. Sixty three oh six. Sixty three oh six. Yes. And now
3: you, now you
2: plop three vintage
0: subs here
2: and uh they're all of the gilt variant this is not my collection it's in our inventory um but i just i I think rarely do you come across three you know excellent specimens like this and one in particular with true provenance um the one i kind of want to the rest of our just eye candy but the one i really want to show you is uh this 5513 um The original owner was a ex Royal Navy diver, and uh, the provenance on this is just super cool. It's an Underline five five one three gilt dial, and uh, you know, really cool watch in its own right. Until you see the true paper. Oh, I
0: think I saw you post that.
2: Yeah, this is obviously a very uh type a personality person look at the, the the way he's written out his dive logs perfect handwriting everything notated in the sense of you know what the waters were like temperatures dive clarity um uh, and obviously he's kept a meticulous uh care of his uh of his watch but just i don't know why this light keeps going off probably because of the it's, it's part of the patina
0: then yeah so the intermittent light this, so this is the watch that's attached that is, to this log
2: this log i've got five logs i mean it's it's extensive and uh these were actually the the ships that he's uh he was deployed on it, it shows the the year uh 62 through 63 on this he ship. he supplied with, the photos of yep. his, uh, his son uh, so the watch was actually uncovered by yeah. jacek uh, of tropical watch
1: the sign case back
2: too yeah, his name is on the case back. You have photos of him wearing the watch as well. All the ships that he was deployed on, the the missions that he uh, were were was tasked to achieve. Um, you know, all the repairs that he had to do underwater, the subs that he, he was actually on. So, you know, Dude, when people is say box and incredible. Papers, yeah, rarely do they mean this. And I feel like this actually does not come with the the paper, the original warranty from Rolex. The, Damn, it's a hell of a lot cooler than that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think my only uh, gripe is some people chase after watches that uh, are complete sets. And I think you're missing a lot of the point if you're looking just for, you know, like, uh, papers are great. You know, they're cherry on top, but right. it's worth the 30% premium.
0: No. No, not for me. yeah not, not for me. For, yeah. and, and to each
4: their own, though. Correct. The least thing to yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, to each yeah. their own,
0: right? There are some collectors who like the box and papers, and, or if you're a cat. <laughs> it's <laughs> like
2: I need to know that the watch is real. Like, okay, so because it's impossible to, to uh, Fake forge. Papers. A... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Buy a box off of eBay? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's uh, certified by Crown Caliber.
0: That's
3: right. <laughs> um,
2: that, was yeah. that was not a job. That was not a job. No, no. So, <laughs> so I've, I've only been on the
1: selling side. Have you heard bad experiences on the buying side?
2: I've heard all types of stories. Uh, you know, some great war stories. Some, you know, I, I would say this. This is the fella. Yeah. This yeah. is this is the gentleman. It looks like an old sea captain. He he. Well, he was a die captain This is the
0: most recent one.
2: Yeah, that's I'm assuming? the one. The one with the, the beard.
0: Most, yep. Can um, I ask where how you bumped into him?
2: Uh, so. Let me make this clear. I did not uncover this watch. This watch uh, came to Yatsik of uh, Tropical Watch. The home Yatsik. Yep. And uh, it made its way through uh, another mutual collector friend of ours Mm -hmm. who ultimately has decided to part with it. And, um, you know, I I just think part of the reason why I'm so heavily invested in the media side of this is this is what interests me. And when these transactions happen, and if it makes it to the right person – it'll never see the light of day again. Right. So it's very important for me to work with Paul to capture as much information as possible, document it with pictures uh, and experience and, and talk about why these these watches are important. Because it's not so much, yes, this, this Rolex was bought in 1963 and it did come from Rolex. That doesn't tell me anything. I want to know the life it lived. I want to know what mission it served. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I will never be as cool as this, this gentleman before, <laughs> so I can only, you know, if I so happen, I haven't, like, dug through every single log, but I'm hoping maybe there's, like, an MI6. Yeah, yeah, I know, right. right? But, yeah, this is, uh, I
0: mean. holding a Walter PPK. I know,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's Daniel Craig. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this is just kind How of. How cool is this, that, though, dude? This yeah. is, yeah, this is beyond. Uh, yeah, it's invaluable stuff.
4: Yeah. I mean this guy's life dependent on the watch.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it reflected through the watch too.
2: Not to mention like the watch by itself, an underlying nineteen sixty three Gilt uh, five five one three that's turning tropical mm-hmm. is an insane watch by itself.
0: Josh is busy putting his oil. <laughs>
2: I only touched it. For so. the record Josh's pants is still on. That's right. Yeah.
0: We're still good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a tweezer? <laughs> <laughs> that is super cool, dude. Yeah, so it's if super I, detailed too.
2: Like, if I could keep one watch in the collection, yeah, this would be it. Yeah, but that's.
0: Okay. But
1: then
2: you couldn't you, wear it. No, or, or would you wear I'd wear it. I wear, I'd wear, wear it. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. come on,
0: dude! You know you can't wear it. Like, you, why, why couldn't I wear this? Listen, I'm speaking <laughs> from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an immaculate E30 M3, you know you can't drive it. That's true. You can only wax it, maybe, maybe twice. Ceramic exactly. coat it, perhaps
2: oh yeah that little bar
0: um so that's why you have a watchmaker. bigger in-house. that's why yeah he's yeah. always floating so he does, on my like, shoulder balls, yeah, it's always working. there it is every time
4: I'm, <laughs> I your touch a watch are, your pins is bad um
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just I, you know I brought these three out because <laughs> to me this era of Rolex early to mid 60s Rolex Submariners yep. the prettiest watches ever this uh this one as far as aesthetically yeah uh I always thought was the prettiest watch Rolex has ever right. made.
0: Chapter, Guilt Chapter Ring. We're talking about the second one, right? Just for uh, our sorry, listeners.
2: The, we're talk, yeah, the second one. Yeah. Uh, it's a 1962. Five, five, one, two. Four lines, two lines of silver. And to me, it's the most gorgeous dial that Rolex has ever made. But that's not as interesting as the, the problem Not storage no. No,
0: that's that's incredible to have. No. That's the first one should have saved it for the last. Cause...
2: You know, I I, I like to uh, start with a bang and then fizzle out. You like a soda. You like to fade in.
0: So you open it and go, <laughs> yep, yep. It's like it's only down this from here, yeah. <laughs>
3: This is my best.
0: This
3: <laughs> is my best. as good as it's going to get. This is it. <laughs> that's amazing,
0: dude. That's But it's uh So what's, the, what's that, the third one? What's the third and last one? The third is a,
2: uh, a lowly 5513, uh-huh. beautiful mirror, gilt dial, and just, you know, when we have this UV on it, yeah. I mean, you can really just see how they all react differently, the intensity, the the way it dissipates. So I just thought it would be interesting to kind of see three generations side by side. And this, the first one I brought up um, is an underlying 5513. Right. In, that denotes. That's how we suspect that Rolex denoted the change from radium into tritium dials. So it's like people ask, why is there such a premium on this stuff? Why, who cares that there's an underline? But then it's like you, Little you have keys. to know. Yeah, yeah, you have to know the history. This is important. This is significant because this is what they were thinking. And if you can understand that, the knowledge itself, and be able to show the example, is the reason why there's that price
0: jump and who determines the pricing market free market, market.
2: right um, I mean I can list these watches for triple what what they should be selling for and you know maybe I'll get one idiot buyer that will buy it but you, you will see some dealers they'll charge an arm and a leg and then when the time comes and the guy's like yeah I'm bored of this I'm gonna trade it in and you're stuck with oh well you know that watch is really trading at you know half the value I sold it to you for so it's like there's a there's a long game in the the watch world and there's a short game, and uh, for a lot of people that I've just jumped in, they you have to be transparent. You know, everyone expects you to make a little bit of margin, but uh, the fact that people think that we're making 80 percent, 200 percent, whatever, 25 percent margin even at times, that's that's ludicrous. Um, it's it's a very slim margin game and it's uh, it's a. It's an industry where you have to really kind of spend your time and develop relationships with.
0: Yeah. So there's four right in front of us. If you were to pick one, mm-hmm. which one would it be?
2: I think it goes without saying, I, I, I picked the one with the provenance because to me, it's the underlying 5513. It's a beautiful example. And perhaps I wouldn't pick it if it didn't look as good as it did. And it had all the provenance. Yeah. For me, I, I always have to fall in love with the watch. And that's why I tell my clients when they're saying, like, which one do I choose? Which one, if price was no object, if rarity was no object, if friends were no object, which one would you wear? Mm. Because that, to me, is more important. And maybe you're seeing something. Maybe you're ahead of the curve. As a business owner, uh, I think it's very selfish of me to own a watch like this, whereas I could then use that money and invest in my business. Mm -hmm. I have no guilt wearing a Scuba Pro. Yep, right. And it's the low-key flex. Is it?
0: I, I mean, Seikos are just nutty now.
1: Yeah, but for the people who know, I yeah, mean, I suppose it, for the most part,
3: yeah, Seiko yeah, isn't a flex. even,
1: yeah. even Grand Seiko is.
0: That's the low key flex right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
3: and I,
2: I say that you know, half tongue in cheek, right? Because yeah. um, for the most part, any of these watches, if you go to a nightclub and you're mm-hmm. looking for attention, right? They're gonna be looking at Alex's watch like a mile away before they, they, they notice any of these, like, you know. Yeah, big flags. Th- exactly. Oh, Alex,
0: I wouldn't go to Melrose. <laughs> <Yeah>, bigger flags.
2: <flex. laughs> I, see, I would roll up into a nightclub. I would roll up to Mesa. Yeah. And I'd bring a Geiger counter. Yeah. And I'd be like, yo, check this out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you see this, you ever
0: see this? Let's this try. is plutonium. Yeah. <laughs> up. Let me pop this off. <laughs> Everybody's gonna to glow tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: also email us at the out at gmail.com.
0: Thanks to Ono for our beat.